Hello and welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us. We're going to talk rookies, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to break this up into three compartments for our compad compadres. I think I fucked that up. Com- uh- compadres. <laughs> Maybe you should start with the socials, boy, and, and work our way backwards. Okay. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch, and uh, also all the audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it, and the YouTube, Chris. Uh, yeah, just search for a Supercoach Insider, which is pop popping off. Where uh, I, I may have told a fear, but about a few weeks ago when we started this whole monetization thing, we were only making $2 per thousand views. But now, Ben, now it's happening. It's we're cracking. We're $8 per thousand views. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, what I'm saying is I can quit my full-time job in about you know another 150,000 views per week. <laughs> there you go. Uh, also, shouting out as well to a sponsor, splashvodka.com.au. Oh, yes. um, I went the orange one before, Chris. Now I'm going with the um, watermelon and pomegranate. Um, I'm not a watermelon fan, but I've heard that it's okay. So Yeah, I quite like the orange one. Hey, that's what I actually prefer that one. Mm. Uh, so I've been cracking into that as well. So go check them out as well. Also, earnyou.io as well. Check out my weekly update as well with um, earning free cryptocurrency um, on a betting platform. So you can get up to speed with that. SC Insider 100 if you want to put us in as a referral. Chris, rookie conundrum this week. Now, um, <laughs> look, I suppose there is a conundrum. Um, I, I, I mean, let's get the, the the number one out the way. I mean, Sam Hayes is obviously quite clearly the number one rookie target. However, unfortunately, some people might not be able to get him in until the savior, Brody Grundy, goes down with an injury. <laughs> Um, yes. which is pretty much opening the door for anyone who didn't previously have plans to get Sam Hayes to now get Sam Hayes, which is um, is pretty cool. Um, yeah, obviously, he's quite easily the best rookie available and he's probably the best downgrade option that we've had so far this year, given ruck roll, job security, price point, like you name it, he's the best you know, downgrade option that we've had by an absolute mile. So... Um, what do you think you can average though, realistically, as the number one ruck there at Port? Um, look, at, I'll say eighty plus. Um, mm-hmm. I think he could go eighty. Do you know what I mean? I, uh, the more he plays, I think he'll get more match fitness because AFL is a bit quicker as well. So I think the more he plays, he'll get better at it. Um, I think eighty is reasonable. He's going to have some high games occasionally, but um, generally, I was going to say all rucks get eighty when they walk onto the park. But I think Max Lynch only got like fifty um, as the number one ruck. So I don't know, man. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, Max Lynch's tanks is a bit of a worry, and and look, I think that that's probably the one concern as well with Sam Hayes and most you know young rucks. I mean, it's a very physical role, so there's that. But here's what I love about Sam Hayes: his ruck runs actually really good. So he's obviously got. Uh, let's call it a pretty tough matchup. I think Marshall probably does come back this week um, and Ryder probably comes back as well. So those two, if they do both play, is obviously a, a tough matchup. But then he's got uh, Western Bulldogs who may or may not have Tim English. And if they do, he's not the best tap ruckman anyway. Then they've got North with obviously either Cherry or CCJ as the number one ruck with Goldie supporting. Um, Geelong, so Stanley is sometimes a, he's just a very good negating Ruckman, but not necessarily a good offensive Ruckman. Uh, Essendon, so Draper. Um, then he's got Nank and Soldo, and then uh, and then Hickey round fourteen. So and then uh, it doesn't really get hard until round fifteen, which is by then you probably have traded him because that's well after the buys. And uh, then he's got Wits and Darcy back to back. So 
um, and Gorn after GWS. So realistically, he's got yeah a good one, two, three, four, five, six, six potentially seven rounds if you really want to get into it to make cash. I probably think you only really need him to the buy though, which is in round twelve. He does have the first buy, so one, two, three, four, five price rises out of him. It's almost too good to be true. So, um, yeah, absolutely lock. If you don't have him, or you know, try and find a way that you can actually get him in, um, because I think he's going to be one of the ones that you're really going to miss if you don't have him. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think Sam as well. They've been he's been waiting in the wings. Rumor is they've been hazing him for a while, Chris. Um, good old Sammy. So, uh, look, there it is. I like it. I like it a lot. What? Oh, that's a bit weird. That? <laughs> I was about to say, lock it up. You lock it up. What's going on with these sound effects? Hang on a second. Okay. There we go. That one's better. <laughs> that lock it up one fun. can go. That's disappointing. Um, yeah, no, I, I do agree in that. And even then, if you need ruck cover for the buy, like say you've got good um, coverage in a lot of other positions, even keeping Hayes for those extra two rounds and then getting him on isn't actually the worst case scenario, just depending on your rucks and obviously the buys as well. Max Gorn obviously having the last buy round. Other than Max Gorn, most of the rucks are absolutely cooked. I mean... English, we're going to get into that on our little segment anyway, talking about um, Grundy and the conundrum and all of the different scenarios that will play out because that is the big issue this week. But, um, yeah, there's not a lot there. So I think it's it's definitely a good value pick. <clears throat> He's definitely going to be making you cash, and I think he will get better as he plays. But, again, hit out to advantage I think is pretty much his strength, and I think the yeah. tank will improve the more he plays. So... Um, and as as a tap Ruckman, when he's coming up against, you know, uh, as I said, this week's probably going to be a bit tougher, but um, English, obviously not a very good tap Ruckman. Cherry, not the best tap Ruckman. Um, Stanley, I get Draper, you know, all these guys aren't really great tap Ruckman in the, in the first place. So he's got an opportunity to score quite well in those rounds. Um, and personally, I think he's one of the best on-field scorers that we have currently as a rookie. Um looking at my team and I know my team is different than a lot. I would much rather have him on field than quite a lot of the rookies that I'm looking at fielding. So uh, yeah, absolute lock. Yeah. Throw away the key. I, I personally think if you, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have him on field. That's, you know, if you've got, um, you know, decent guys to cover, but I think for the next couple of rounds, he's, he's not your worst option, at least until say an English gets back from injury and then you can reassess and then go from there. But I think at least for this week and maybe the next week or whatever, um, not bad at all. Yeah, I think that's key. If you are one of those people that got burnt by rookies last week, if you've got a Horn Francis, a Rochelle, um, even um, like a Driscoll's gone well a couple of weeks, but he was a little bit disappointing, just gone. If you're playing these people on field, then you could do a lot worse than having Hayes on field. And he's going yeah. to have a much better base than a lot of his other rookies, which is where that strategy comes in. Speaking of strategies, Chris, now some people passed on Proust last week. They're like, I've got Gaundy. I'm set, guys. Set and forget. Don't need a $200,000 ruck in the wings. Even if he goes 86 the next two weeks, which is what he's predicted to go, he's still going to make 100000 over the next two weeks. He's the second cash cow based on profit for this week. Where do you stand? Do you think if you've got a Grundy scenario, do you think Proust is still a must-have or...? Look, information changes weekly. I'll say a couple of things. Information does change weekly. But right now, if you were to pause the stats of Braden Proust for the first three weeks, his points per minute are 1.3, which is higher than Max Gorn. It's higher than any other premium ruck. So 
what does that mean? It's that's 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 rough because I would love to say that Bruce is not going to be a premium ruck for the season because his durability issues and his suspension issues and whatever else it may be. But the stats are there to to suggest that Bruce could actually hold R two if he had if he was number one ruck. So eventually, when Matt and obviously the Matt Flynn and, and Bruce scenario worked last week, but that's not to say it's going to work every week. Um, and if he stays fit and healthy and doesn't get suspended, there is a chance, an outside chance, that Bruce actually becomes a keeper for the season, especially with Grundy down for 12 weeks, Darcy proving that he can't stay on the field longer than three quarters, um, English currently injured. You'd be, I'd be very tempted to, to bank the cash, know that you're going to make at least 100K and then reassess in a few weeks. I can tell you that. So I, I actually think that I'd do it. And you got to remember as well, you will be playing catch-up because who else are you playing if you don't have Proust this week? So let's say you've got Gorn and you had you had Grundy. Who else are you bring in? Are you sideways in Grundy? I don't know if... 2-2. Two, two. Like, who's the who's the second best ruck? Rob? Maybe? It's uh, um, Wits and then Proust. Outside Wits, of English, yeah. yeah it's crazy, uh, hey. It's crazy. So I'm... What's like, happened to the world? Uh, <laughs> I mean, look at it this way. Would you rather have, say, Pruce and then sideways Grundy to another premium midfield to get another premium off the field? I mean, this is probably something more into the premium chats, but I think strategy-wise, I think Pruce is still the go. I think you just do it. I think you just pay the money. I don't know. That I would not be normally saying that, but the stats just say that Pruce is just the – right now he's currently the best ruckman in the league. That's silly to yeah, say. Yeah, as far as price, price, yeah, talking about points per minute. Um, yeah, and realistically, exactly right. if- well, the only other, so obviously, um, with Gorn's one sixty earlier this year, so for that one game, he he had a, P, a PPM of one point five. Right. So that's the that's the highest. Yeah. yeah. But um, but the rucks as are an average, screwed anyway. If if there was like a glaringly obvious other ruck, right? Um, we're not we're talking about people that probably already have gone or just anything in general at this moment. But if there was a glaringly obvious other ruck, then it'd be like, mm. okay, well you can go Grundy into another ruck. Whereas Bruce, based on his price and what he's actually outputting at the moment, and the fact that all the rucks are cooked this year, mm-hmm. is it's so much uncertainty where you're like, eh, like you, you know, I understand where you come from, Chris, particularly with that position. But Bruce, again, yeah, hundred thousand over the next two weeks, even if he goes eighty six, which he's going at a one hundred seven, so I think it, it is a good option to go if you haven't already gone there. It's not too late until. After this week, then it'll definitely be too late. Oh, you you, you cooked if you wait another week because he'll be four hundred k and he's not you're not making cash then. It's just correct, just a waste and then it's silly. Um, let's talk about roses. Um, Gold Coast plays one hundred and thirty k, so slightly more than the usual barn. You're extremely excited because you were going to miss out on him last week, but all of a oh, sudden, I'm calf, so... bit of a calf this. injury. I shat the bed because I had no idea. It would have been nice if it said, hey, he, <laughs> he nearly got up for the game, ladies and gentlemen. He nearly got up for the game, but he's got a bit of a calf issue, so he should be right next week. No, just a laid out calf issue, like calf injury. <laughs> and I'm like, is it a week? Is it two weeks? Fuck no. So I ended up trading him to Hobbs, and then Hobbs shat the bed. So pretty much I ended up literally covered in shit within about a good two-hour period of, of, of a day. So um, talk about him, though, Chris, because he, he did score well. He got a 74 in his last game. Um, break even of negative 71, predicted to go up 53,000 this week. And that's even if he doesn't even score that well, I think. Let me have a look at his yeah. projected I mean, 47. So Yeah. 
regardless of what happens, he's going to make you cash. That's a given. Now, he, the coach said, so Stewie Jew said after the game that it's, it was a light calf. And the reason why they didn't pull the trigger on the, um, uh, all the way during the week is because they wanted to, it, it wasn't so bad that he probably could have played. But and they gave gave him right up until the, the match time to prove his fitness before pulling the plug. Um, so to me, that says that he's definitely back this week because it sounds like they first of all they want to play him, and second of all, um, the injury was really really light. So if he almost played last week, he should be back this week. Um, I obviously again from last week's pod, I was very impressed with him so far in the VFL. He obviously played a little bit further high and higher up the ground. Um, but he's still getting quite a good role because uh, he's getting CBAs. He's getting up around the ball. And he even when he goes forward, unfortunately, he hasn't kicked any goals yet, but there's still some points that he's left on the table. So um, I'm not expecting the world, but for a basement price rookie, if you can average a 60, that's way better than some of the rookies that we've had to um, have on our pine this, this year. And realistically, I'm not looking to have him on field. No. So I, I don't really need to even ha- have him to score. I just need to make him cash. So for me, it's more about consistency. He's already had a couple of decent scoring weeks. If he bumps a 60 this week, he immediately makes you 60K or whatever it may be. Um, if he gets an 80 this week, wow, okay, there, he's up to 200K. And then he probably makes 250K in the next uh, – uh, sorry, makes, yeah. gets you up to 250K within the next two weeks. So, um, yeah, you run the risk of if you don't have him – that he could again, he could be one that just burns you because you don't, don't didn't bring that in, and you do need that cash gen. So I think if you can get him in again, I would recommend. But I, I know a lot of people have, so yeah, they just flew the risk and went, ah, oh, well, I'll just I've got whatever as my emergency. I'll just run bring in roses anyway. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people got burned with either having to field the Jack Hayes emergency or. Um, a, a rookie that didn't score quite well because I know a lot of rookies. I, I had, uh, I don't know about you, but I had not on field um, and I had, who else scored really bad? Or Butters I had on field as well. Luckily, I avoided Hayes. Um, but thanks to you, by the way. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Cap, like so. Um, but my other four rookie is, is Kane Baldwin and he scored me a 24. So sick. Um, can't wait for that. Yeah, I think he might make his break even because it's like 22 this week. <laughs> like, it's not very good. Um, outside of that, obviously, so we've got a couple other... Um, Can I just say on, on Roses as well, is um, I think he had like seven tackles, still got a little bit of midfield time as well, looked quite dynamic. And I think that's why, for me, it sells a little bit better. It's not just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's a small forward. He's actually applying tackles. He's getting some midfield time, getting up the ground a little bit. That just is better for some scoring potential. Um, yeah, absolutely. Speaking about other options there, Chris, can we talk about, um, what is it, Callahan? Now, yeah, Callahan. Yeah, because yep. I had someone on, on um, Twitter today as well saying, oh, you know, Callahan, and I, I usually pick a, quite a few expensive rookies and it works out each year. And I'm like, yeah, but the guy's 198000 And yes, he's got, he got a 62, I think it was. <clears throat> no, was it a 76 last week? 62 average overall. And the issue is that it, the difference between that seventy to eighty thousand dollars that you're paying extra for—that's the difference between Petrarca and a Clary. That's the difference mm-hmm. between going a guy who might be top ten and he's a little bit inconsistent to going a bona fide premium. The points on field is huge, right? Then again, he has the first buy, so he won't even get many games before his buy. He also plays for Leon Cameron, 
<laughs> which is that's a big issue, right? So it's kind of one of those ones where, and we've already seen with you know Ward from Hawthorne, he gets midfield time. He has a good role. He's meant to be a pretty good beast that we all liked. And yes, Callahan's taller and all the rest of it, but it's like he's one fifty or sixty away from really stagnating in his cash generation. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think you can t- touch him. Um, look, if you, if he was debuted around one, I would have hundred percent considered him. Um, I probably would have started him over JHF, but now I don't need his points on field. So what am I looking for him for him from him? Because his break even is not that high. Um, what's his break even? Negative at? nine. Negative nine. So okay. So yeah, let's say best case scenario probably turns out a couple of decent, half decent scores on your pine, by the way, and you makes a hundred grand. Like that's best case scenario. Yep. It's too late in the piece to be bringing in a guy at two hundred k that you're probably having to sideways a two hundred and twenty or two hundred thirty k rookie for. Like, I can't see the benefit. Yeah, and even Horn Francis. Short and long term. Horn Francis only gets you like a hundred and thirty k profit if you go to him. Nah. Uh, and even then we saw with Horn Francis had a couple of good like, you know, 90s or, or whatever, and then all of a sudden just died in the ass with cash. And that's the yeah. problem is because, you know, these young players, they're not the most consistent. So it's, yeah, it's a lot to pay. One thing I've said this week, and I'll say it um, to obviously to our listeners out there, is that at this point in the season, I'm not looking for points on field, like from a rookie at all. Okay, all I was going to say in is, general. <laughs> so for, yeah. all I'm looking for is quick cash. So for and a, and, a, and a low price to downgrade to, so so I can maximize the cash I've made from other rookies, right? So if you're not getting that, and you're not making quick cash, so it's a, it's just a complete no for me, especially when there are other options. There's way better rookies to look at, and again, another one that I probably wouldn't recommend, but I would much prefer than Callaghan is Erasmus, who probably plays this week. Nope. Um, Head knock. So. Oh, is he concussion? You're kidding. Head knock, yeah, he's out for a week. I'm pretty sure. Well, oh. they did say head knock in the write-up. Uh, I think he was being assessed for concussion. I think he's not. He, I, th- I think he's ruled Oof. out. Well, keep an eye on it because yeah, uh, an eye he, on. in the in the waffle play for um, he uh, got 34 disposals, 11 marks, seven tackles. Um, so you know he's going to obviously have his third game soon. He's on the bubble right now, but he's 166k. So. Not as bad as obviously 198k Finn Callaghan, but um, someone who's probably going to get his third game of AFL pretty soon. So one to keep an eye on. In a week like this, I wouldn't be touching him where you've got other options, um, but he could be one that, oh, check it out. We've got someone joining the podcast here in David Swizz. Jeez, jumping in. Um, <laughs> um, out when you're there, Swizz. Yeah, I'm here, boys. Oh, oh. Ah, there he is. We're just talking about Erasmus, mate. Oh, yeah. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> so look, yeah, again, another one to keep an eye out on. Um, I mean, his his break even is only negative thirty one, so it's not he's not exactly with his per first two scores lit the world on fire. But I'd prefer that than Callaghan, and that's saying something considering they both have pretty shaky job security. You know that, that none, neither of them are gonna light the world up. And if Erasmus comes in, it's probably at the expense of Nod. So that doesn't really feel Yeah, well, no, no, it was more wing though. But can we speak about shaky job security and can we touch on Hobbs, boys? Because I'm in a real fucking pickle <laughs> right now. Um, I actually still think he keeps his, his role this week. I'm actually hoping Parrish um, literally fucking ups and disappears and Parrish is from the team for a week. But 
That's Great. the only way he holds his job security. In my oh, I don't know, mate. I reckon your your boy um, shit forward. I reckon was even worse. Yeah, and but have, they keep losing. I think they have to play him. To be honest. So Kane Baldwin plays in a completely different role. So let's just pop up. Yeah, but he's that. shit. He's out. So so, <laughs> so there's there's two guys in the VFL that are probably going to come in this week anyway, and that's Devin Smith who had nah. 28 touches in the VFL. Yeah, shit. He'll play and, forward. And McDonald Tip and Woody who will come in. So also forward. But Hobbs was playing forward with Stinson midfield. So you're you're trying to like nah. battle against the guy that was playing basically forward. No, nah, wishful wishful thinking here, Chris, mate. Hobbs will be okay. in the guts. Parish will right. be out, and um, Parish will do a heartstring. Also, I think Hind probably comes in regardless. Um, so even if Laverde is okay, which I don't think he will, I don't think Laverde will come in, but will come out. But if he isn't, um, then Hind will come straight in for him. If he is, I think Hind comes in anyway at the expense of someone else. So yeah, my only yeah, hope so is you've got, that there, there's losing. three guys, three senior players that are that are sitting there waiting to come in, and you're saying, "Ah, oh, Hobbs is good." No, I'm being I mean, wishful, maybe. mate. I'm, 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 if Parrish is out, maybe. I was hoping he was going to kill it. And again, I blame fucking Roses and Gold Coast being a bunch of shit fucks. But, um, <laughs> I actually didn't think he played terrible, to be honest. I think he got the ball. He was in the right spots. He played aggressively, but his, his ball use was his, his big issue. Oh, well, um, It would have been good if um, – who was the supplement player that bloody burnt him on the wing? Tried to do a little bit of a take him on, take him on um, goal kicker for him. Bloody – what's his name? Um, uh, it was 102,000 last year. Anyway, burned him on the wing. Literally, oh, Waterman. Waterman could have hit him twice. Inside, outside, duck, ducking and weaving. All he had to do was do a little 20 meter pass, but he has no right foot. So he's trying to duck and weave and got done. Absolute fucking nuffy. Cost me a few points. <laughs> um, I was okay with it. All right, moving on. Ising off to next week. Um, no, no, no. We've still got some. There's who? still some. Uh, oh, we're yes. not going through 10 more irre- uh, irrelevant hmm. fucking rookies, are we? Well, we should let people know that Kyle Lohman obviously is out for six weeks. So if you're looking at that as a potential okay. option, that's fair. Then I, w- I wouldn't be touching that. Just, just, just letting the guys know. Um, excuse me. Um, and there's also Sam Skinner. So a lot of people are crying out for a defensive downgrade because there are none. There literally, quite frankly, are none. And we've got Paddy McCartan there. That's obviously got a week off with concussion protocols but he's also got a high break even. So even if he does come back, it's going to be a couple of weeks until he can make more cash. So there's a potential if you don't want to go up, which is probably the preference in this sort of situation, that you could bring in Sam Skinner. He's on the bubble. Why would you bring in Sam Skinner? Because he's in the exact same position. He's not so, playing. He didn't, yes, I know. Didn't play last week. I'm I, confused. I know, but he's he's on the bubble. And so if you need a downgrade <laughs> option that's not playing anyway, he's, he's probably the best one. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the issue is that Port have some more defenders coming back into the fold anyway soon. Um, anyway. I th- it's an option. Right. It's an option. I'm I, not saying it's the best option. I'm just saying that people are looking for it op- for a downgrade defender option. Right. He's the only one. Well, I think the fact that you've got Dacos and, and possibly not in your side, put Dacos into defense and go and get um, Clark or someone yeah, What else. happens if people already have Dacos in defense? Well, then they're fucking idiots. I've been looking at this we from like 16 different angles. And the only way that I can get rid of McCartan is by going up. 
I can't like I don't think that Skinner is a good option, but he's the best of a bad there you situation. Go. Horn Francis down and McCartan up, problem solved. Um, looking forward to next week though. You got Ollie, Oliver Dempsey, uh, one hundred and two thousand. Not sure if he keeps his spot. Well, it's funny in the write up today saying that um, Dalhouse might even replace him. I was like, good luck. Dalhouse nah, is no old chance. and cooked. I know, right? Dempsey. Dempsey killed him. Yes, yeah. I agree. Forward Dal- pressure. Dalhouse has been shit for ages. So. I agree. Um, I'll talk about him, Benny, because yeah, I was there it. watching him. And that's very raw, very, very skinny. Um, so he's going to need some time there. Got into some good positions. Um, the poor kid missed the ultimate mo- first goal moment. He would have had 10 or 12 mates down there. They were all behind him for he'd kick his first goal, and he's just guided it through the points. I did say that would have been bigger than buddies, the way those boys would have ran on and, and celebrated him. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can see him going to get some more games throughout the season. I think he's going to be one of those guys that will probably play two, get dropped back for a couple of weeks, come back in again. He'll be in and out just to let him develop and get, get used to the game. Um, but I think as a 102K option, um, yeah. you could do a lot worse than him. I agree, especially if he's named for that third week. I don't mind freeing up that cash and especially as that pressure sort of forward. Um, yeah, the, the the mates he had on the hill had the the painting on his, on their chest and uh, I don't know, was it cold down there, Swiss, mate? Because I it saw a few beautiful, frosted. beautiful day. Um, it was like my mates took their jackets and they were like, why do we need these? It was it was better weather than Melbourne and um, those boys, <laughs> they had snuck into our area. Security were trying to move them on. And they just gave up because these boys weren't moving for anything. Um, but unfortunately, he missed, and then they moved back to where they were sitting. And then he kicked his goal later on. Um, so he, you know, they, they were still celebrating, but not as well as if um, if he'd kicked that one. I would have expected him to jump into the crowd with those boys and celebrate. It would have been unreal. <laughs> that is definitely I mean, awesome. The, the fact of the matter is this, though, with him, right? If he gets anywhere close to sixty, he has to be in your side at this price. I don't think, if he, especially if he gets named, obviously, for a third game. So um, he's just an absolute lock for next week. But I wouldn't be bringing him early. Um, and I suppose the same can be said about the next two, which is Paul Curtis and Robbie McComb, which are the other two guys that also uh, played. And Paul Curtis is a 117K forward uh, playing for North. And uh, Robbie McComb is a midfielder, uh, 102K, playing for... Uh, the Bulldogs, but he only scored a 37. However, I, I actually, again, I know he only scored 37, but I didn't think he was bad by any stretch. Um, whether or not he gets a run in, in that um, in that team is, is another question. But, you know, we've seen it before with Bevo that he actually doesn't mind playing these mature age rookies and giving them the extended time in, on the, in the team. So, look, he could come out and play the next four to six games and, and, um, and surprise a few. And he's been absolutely destroying the VFL. Um, so look, yeah, look, I'm looking at him. I'm seriously looking at McComb as a mid downgrade target for next week. So, um, so yeah, yeah it's not, uh, Curtis I don't didn't mind. really impress me, but he scored all right. So I don't mind that one as much, but the one I really like, and you mentioned him was Paul Curtis. He looked, oh, like really, he looked North's best uh, option in the forward line. Uh, he was live. He, he did, and maybe that says a lot about North Melbourne. <laughs> but um, he was lively. He was he was presenting to the ball. He was taking marks. Um, like what do you have in the end? Eleven touches, four marks. He kicked one three. Like and a, a, a couple of those misses was probably just early nerves. So he could have definitely had a big hundred point game there. So he's the one to definitely watch this week uh, against Carlton. You know, if he keeps playing that sort of lead up and. 
you know, he's going to cop the you know fifth or sixth best defender. Um, he could definitely get a sixty or seventy again. Yeah, and if he does, then he's obviously in most of our teams. I think from in my team right now, I'm I'm actually I'm hoping that only one of those forwards goes well next week because bringing two forwards like forward only rookies in at the same time when we already have most of us have five premium forwards essentially with Brody if you include him. Um, where you, you know who are your downgrade options? How are you getting rid of these guys, especially with bringing roses in this week? So especially if a Dixon uh, doesn't even play for West Coast, mm-hmm. then it's kind of like, well, yeah. he's he's you know he's got another fifty to hundred to make, so it's like you're not going to cut him short. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, even we, if the perfect let's say Dixon, for, sorry, mate, yeah, even, you go. Even if um even if Dixon does not uh, does not play, let's let's say he does play, and then need to downgrade him. I can't get into a forward anyway because I've, I'm actually trading Cherry this week, so I'd have no one to replace him in the ruck line because I've only got Proust and Haynes. So I have to go up with Dixon, not uh, not down. It doesn't really help. So yeah, it's it'll be interesting moving forward, seeing what I can do. Uh, the one thing that helps it out is I can obviously you know move. I've got Connor McDonald in midfield, so you could obviously you know, switch him with say a Brody or something like that. Pop Brody on field in your midfield if you've got this room, but um, I'd be playing Brody ahead of Raul and loopholing Raul. <laughs> like, I mean, look, this is a this is a luxury, guys. Really, to be fair, but at this stage of season, I was actually I read a tweet earlier today. One of the uh, coolest things I read was uh, someone said it's round seven, and my I've got two rookies scoring less than averaging less than seventy uh, less than seventy three or something, and. I only have one rookie averaging less than 85 so on my field, which is just insane. Like it's it's crazy that this early in the season teams are this good. It's and I obviously it's part of that's trades. You know we've, we've had the extra trades. I think the trade boost has been a real big success. Um, but I, I think what that actually does with with the trade boost and having extra trades, what it's really created is you're going to get your better teams a lot quicker this year than you have in previous years. So most teams are going to be filled out before the end of the buys, not at the end of the buys. That's another three weeks of points and three weeks of scoring that we didn't have with the same amount, with more trades in hand. Hey, Chris. Just, yeah. You think that's bad, mate? It's outside of uh, O'Driscoll, Whitfield is scoring the least on field <laughs> out of anyone in my team. Dacos is outscoring him. Berry's outscoring him. Bruce is outscoring him. Martin's outscoring him. Cherry, Cornelio, you fucking name it, they're outscoring Whitfield. Hey, he Swiss. is the yeah, second worst scorer Swiss. on my field. You can, you can lead a fucking horse to water, mate. Well, look, you know what they say. I know what your middle name is, and it's not actually danger. <laughs> um, all right, so those, yeah. So uh, now, Curtis, you, you, yeah, I mean, we've already discussed. What about Clark that, from West Coast? Yeah, so that's the other one. Um, uh, look, I, I said this today in a chat that we're all in. Obviously, um, I still think it's relevant, and I think that today is probably the right time to bring it up. Is that still don't if you can avoid it, absolutely do not go early ever on rookies. Ever. doesn't matter what they're scoring unless you are absolutely in dire need and you need a specific, you know, uh, like I need a defender rookie. There's none available. He's looked like he's the best scorer in three years. And yeah, I'm going to grab on that. Yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Now, the good thing is Clark is he does look 
like potentially he could be one of those guys that absolutely comes in and tears it up from day one. That's where the confidence comes in know. though, is that everyone's like, oh, the big on him in the preseason. So then when you hear, hey, he's going to debut, everyone's like, fuck yeah, get in my side. It's like, but it's not the start of the season anymore. I agree. Ever yep. since coming from GWS ruined me after I went early. <laughs> ever since that, I am not coming early ever. I swear to God. Um, he's actually, still, he's still paying you back because he's still ruining Whitfield's score every week. <sighs> yeah, well, there you go. But ever since then, and last week was the only week I had to bring in someone early because I was locked. <laughs> you fucker. Um, I was literally lo- I was locked. So the thing with Clark, he's good. was the top disposal getter on the waffle on the weekend. Um, yep. So no wow. problem wanting the ball, but yeah, I agree. I think I brought in Sam Hayes early just because I knew who was taking his ruck spot. But yeah, for these other guys, midfielders and that, as you said, you want to wait until they're on their bubble because I think it was last year it was Frederick went up getting injured second game or something like that, or Lockie Jones, one of those. So um, yeah, anything can still happen, and especially there's more, more COVID over there in Perth, I'm, I believe, with their players. So. Yeah, you could bring him in next week. He gets COVID and then he misses a week anyway. Yeah, uh, this week's the the demons week, mate. They're all oh, missing. Yeah, one by one, they week. go down. You don't. You they don't get fall, falling like dominoes. And you know what? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Max Gorn. Oh, <laughs> you know, I was gonna say you don't get no one left. You don't get COVID <laughs> when you're in the rehab group, mate. So um, the the time is now for him. <laughs> Although all the team, it's already run through the whole team. It's like a, it's like an Essendon fan club. Just um, a groupie <laughs> just gets trained on. Um, <laughs> what? How is that? I don't know how that's a thing, but I don't know. Sometimes, Ben, you just gotta check your chickety check your stuff before you wreck yourself. Oh, it's the scotch, of course. It's <laughs> half a nip down. Uh, okay, look, that, I think that's wrap, that wraps us up for the rookies, boys, and everyone that's on the horizon. We uh, might... probably should to, to touch on rookies to trade out, guys. Um, oh yes. So before we get out of here, now, now I, I'll, I'll probably lead this chat because uh, this is uh, something I've, I've been thinking about heavily. It's a fire uh, sale. today. Fire sale, but boys. the big news with Cherry and um, CCJ having an absolute blinder over the weekend, um, David Noble's press conference today, which highlighted that they are considering um, bringing CCJ in, but they're also not considering dropping Goldie. So that tells me either A, Cherry's dropped, or B, um, they're going to play all three because he also said that they are happy with the rucks. Now I'm not sure. Here's here's where they're sort of that's a little bit convoluted. Is that he could just say that because he's like, I don't want to hurt Cherry's feelings, <laughs> but I also want to play CCJ. So he probably like publicly will say <laughs> something along the lines of, Oh yeah, no, our rucks have been going great, but behind closed doors he pulls you know Cherry aside and says, Hey, look, we're going to play CCJ this week. You know, go back to the VFL, have a bit of, you know, find some form or whatever it is that, that you know they say in the in, in the inner walls. But I'm very worried that you know team sheets come out and either all three are named or cherries dropped, and I think that is more likely than unlikely at this stage. So I'm planning my trades around cherry out because if he hits a 39, like he did last time that they put, what was their what was the first score that he played with all three of them? Was the, it was game one, wasn't it? Yeah, game one and then not again, I think it was. And what was his score there, guys? We have, we have that up. Um, he's got a – now, he, the, the positive, obviously, is he, he's got a break even at 30. He got a 40 uh, – no, 79 yeah, he got round one. Yeah, 79. 79 got round. That's actually not too bad. So maybe he'll still make cash regardless. Well, mind you, CCJ got like 
I think he nearly had a possession near half time and got tackled and got done holding the <laughs> ball. So he was he absolutely shut up the bed. Uh, I'm also Horn Francis and Rochelle both heavily owned, both now stagnated heaps in cash. The reason I call it a fire sale is I think it's kind of time to move these boys on. Boys, what do you reckon? Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'm getting rid of Rochelle. Uh, break even is a real thing. That's that's essentially it. Um, I don't have Horn Francis because he's a dud and was a dud from the start. So. <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> uh, what's Rochelle's break even? Um, let me have a look. 80-something? I don't know. 85. I've already traded him and Horn Francis out. So I think it's a good move him. though. Free up that cash, get an upgrade on field to replace that inconsistency. And that's why I put Horn Francis on the bench this week, just gone because he as he might go well and he has the potential to, but now those poor performances have crept up their break even and they're too inconsistent. Like they might do you well one week and get you a 90 or if it's a Rochelle, he might impact a game and go a hundred, but then he can go anywhere from like 30 to 50 the next week. So on field, he's going to win you a matchup and then lose you a matchup. And now their break evens, both their break evens are in the eighties which means basically it's double downgrade and upgrade or however you need to do it. But these boys, it's time to move on. He went head to head with uh, Selwood on the weekend all around the stoppages and that obviously Selwood just taught him a lesson, but it was more a, I think a learning, um, you know, a lesson from Noble just to teach him how to, you know, find the ball and, and be around somebody who's that good. Um, and then when he got the ball, he just tried to do a bit too much or there were no forwards leading at him. So yeah, he's, uh, he was always, this week was going to be his last week. That's why I said it's a fire sale, Swizz, because um, they're selling all the wood, mate. Sell wood. So, yeah, move them on, boys. Get them gone. Sell wood. Um, the other one's obviously McCartan. Uh, we've, we've touched on him already a little bit um, in terms of your best to go up if you can. Uh, but is it worth holding him, guys? You know what? He was, he was on his on track. For an 80. In this game, for 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 uh, he's probably best return, yep. and I actually think that if we were to hold him, he's got more money to make. I reckon he could probably get to at least three hundred k. But I understand if people need to move him on as well, yeah. and especially because you know he's missing a week. He has a break even now of what sixty five or something like that. No, forty four. Forty four. Yeah, still. Oh, good. that's actually not too still bad. Still good. Still good. Um, if you need a defender and you have to move him on, then I'd be okay with it. Otherwise, I think you got you know with Grundy out and heavily owned Horn Francis, Rochelle, and these other guys, I'd rather be banking that cash. And then that way, by the time you've done those downgrades and probably go one upgrade, hopefully with some extra cash in the bank. McCartan's back next week. Bang, he's playing. Break even a forty four still makes you a bit of money, and then you can actually look and decide and move on from there. Yep. Swiss. Yeah. Um. The yeah. other one is Connor McDonald that's uh, got a break even of 24. He's only got really one more week of cash to, to make, really, in my opinion, because uh, with that 30 in his cycle um, and the high of 53 that was two weeks ago, if he doesn't hit another score this week, he's going to pretty much plateau at just under 200K. So um, hopefully Connor McDonald can show us a little bit more this week. I think it's a bit better. He got 23 three rounds ago. So I think by the time even... Now he's break even. He it can't be that bad. He hasn't made enough cash. He's on 183. So how bad? How bad do you have terrible. to shit the? How bad do you have his, to shit look the? Look at bed? his scoring, bro. It's That's so bad. bad. But if he got yes. a, a few more fifties, or, or if he actually gets one sixty and actually kicks a couple goals in That's a game, he needs to kick two goals in a game and get the sixty plus and actually get to two hundred and twenty, so I can fuck him off a Dempsey. Hawks, 
Hawks were obviously winning games earlier in the season, and they've, they've you know, obviously with um, him kicking goals in those winning teams, it was worth a lot more. But yeah, it's uh, I'm not sure how much longer he's got in the first team, and definitely not sure uh, how long he's got in my team. But um, he's one I'm looking at getting rid of. There's no yeah, cash no. there either. Swiss. Yeah, I know so that's frustrating. Those those three boys out of the Hawthorne Sydney game, yeah, McCartan, great, continues to be the, one of the better intercept marks in the in the game. So. I would rather hold on to him because he's always got that chance to take three, four, five intercept marks and get a 70 or 80. Um, McDonald just loves the handball too much when he actually gets it. He just doesn't get it enough. Like watching him live, um, I, I just don't see where he's going to get his cash rise to get us up, unfortunately. Now, I could see him getting dropped this week. Um, and then Ward, Ward does everything right, gets into the right positions, looks really good. Um, just try to do too much, or if he gets it sometimes under pressure, he does butcher the ball. Um, but God, that kid's going to be a gun going forward. Unfortunately, um, like he's the fact that they keep continue to back him in around the ball. I still think there's that one score there with him, but it's starting to get to the point where we're running out of time to see it because I think it's a break even yeah. of twenty six. So he's probably got one, maybe two more games, but he's not an urgent. But I'd love him, you know, to come in and do what like Gipkus did last week and score a hundred or an eighty or something just to get it started again. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, I suppose we're, we're almost um, scraping the barrel for rookies to trade out moving forward. So he really does have one, maybe two weeks, absolute max. And if he doesn't uh, spike a score between now and then, he's going to be out of most teams. So. I think that does uh does the rookies much wrap us up, guys. Yes. Oh, Barry, what do you, what about what are you guys doing with Barry Rowell? I suppose does that really count? Are we? Yeah, are I we guess we can look at just them? in general, just the trade outs. But for me, um, what is it? Both have a break even of sixty. What sixty two for Barry, sixty six for Rowell. I'm kind of trying to hold them as long as I can, to be honest, because they're still going to break. Barry hasn't even had a good game yet. He's just been chipping away with those sort of seventies and eighties. Um, a ton is coming for Barry. At some point, hopefully. So it's, um, you know, he has the potential and he has a role to have a good game. It's just about when it sort of happens. So for me, I'm kind of holding both of those. And I'd rather, if I've got all the rookies off the field and they're my biggest issue, then I'm looking to upgrade at that point. What do you reckon? Yep, I've got no issue with that. Unfortunately, I've already gone early on Raul. Friggin' hell. Um, but Barry, I'm, like, I've still got confidence he's just going to keep chipping his 80s away and that's fine. Yeah, Brisbane's yep. also draw. They play Sydney this week. They play West Coast next week, then Adelaide, then Hawks, then Giants. Um, so I think there's definitely a few games there where someone like Berry could actually go well. Yeah, he's, and he's done like 150 in the past. There's no reason why. I don't think he obviously can, he might not do that, but especially that West Coast game, if the Lions get up early, um, and start cruising around, you never know. They might go Neil or Lions. Maybe this is the game you spend a bit more time forward because we've got big, bigger games coming up and maybe Barry, Rainer, you get in there and um, and do the job for us. Not only that, Barry's been on like 50 to 60 at least three times by half time, and then just kind of fizzled away. So I think... You know, he was just dumping the ball along. I think he's now actually starting to kind of go, okay, and starting to process the other options. Whereas originally it was like getting the ball, oh, shit, and just dumping it. Even like Raul was doing it, it was just 
You know, when you've been out and you've I been out of form. I love a good kick to a contest, though, for points. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But, it's um, great for Supercoach. <laughs> but, yeah, that's pretty much about it as far as that, guys. I'm just trying to see if there's any other real issues there. Um, yeah, I think it's holding butters, holding everyone else at this point in time. So, look, that's it for us. We'll go and do a, uh, another stream now. We'll talk about just the ruck dilemma and we'll tie in the premium discussion with that because generally the ruck and the granny situation is interchangeable as to what premium you're going to get in and then who would you get in for that. So we'll pretty much do a huge, big-ass grundy debate coming up next. Talk to you soon. Catch you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.